Buenos dias. Welcome to another daily devotion. I wanted to start today's video off with with this. So I got new glasses, as you can see. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, they did not come with the anti-glare. And so I, I, when I'm doing this, I can't, uh, all I can see is what I'm looking at. Uh, so um, I'm putting on, these are the old, the new ones, sorry. And then I have here my old ones from a while ago. So there, if it's okay with you, I'm gonna wear glasses I wouldn't normally wear for those of you who see me on a regular basis. So don't freak out. You know, don't go into a panic or anything like that because my glasses are weird or different. But I'm, the reason why it's important that I tell you is because um, I, I'm used to looking through these and then the, the prescription is just a teeny tiny bit different, but it's enough that it's actually a pretty decent difference. And so um, it takes my eyes a moment when I look from here to here for them to adjust. So if I'm a little slow today, that that's why. And obviously this this sometimes doesn't run at full speed. All right. Well, today we are in Luke chapter 4 verses 31 through 44. Uh I am so excited about this particular uh section of scripture. I as soon as I read it, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I finally get one. Like, I'm excited about. Um, not that I'm not excited about the other ones, but this one really, like, fuels me. I'm, it, this is this is what I get excited about. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the supernatural life. Uh, what does living with the Holy Spirit look like? And uh, we see Jesus giving us uh, the perfect example of how to live. Um, and so we, when we look at this, we, cannot ju we can look at this and just think, oh, this is what Jesus did. Uh, but recognize, too, uh, it's important for us to go, yeah, Jesus did these things, but it's also Jesus is taking disciples with him, and he is showing them how to live. He is teaching them to be like him. And so the disciples carry on the same tradition and they, they teach their disciples how to be like Jesus. In the Great Commission, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday at church, that it says to teach them to obey all that he commanded, right? It took Jesus three years to teach his disciples everything that he commanded, uh, plus you know, the rest of the things that he commanded through scripture, right? Because when we say that we believe that the Bible is inspired by God, Jesus is a part of that inspiration. And so with that being said, it takes a while to get through all of the things. Plus, we need to learn to obey them. And so we're not going to obey everything the first time. And so sometimes it takes a lot of times. And so um, with that being said, with us, each and every one of us, we're going to look at this text and, and we're going to say uh, that we have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had when we get saved. We have Jesus, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We, we have God. We are a temple of God. And so because of that, we can actually 
live this stuff out. Uh, and so for some of you, that's a stretch. Uh, for some of you, you're used to doing that. And so praise the Lord. So let's jump in. If you have not read this already, it's not very long. It's, I think, like 13 verses, maybe 12, 13 verses. So read it, come back, and let's chit-chat about this thing. So I'm assuming you've already read it. Uh, verse 31, he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. So we're going to pause there. Um, a couple observations. So first off, Capernaum. Jesus spends a lot of time in Capernaum. Um, the, there's a lot that happens there. He, he even lives there. A lot of people, scholars in particular, believe that Jesus was living with Peter uh, at this time in Capernaum. Uh, we see here later in the chapter that Jesus goes to Peter's house and uh, heals his mother-in-law. Uh, at the time, he's still called Simon. Uh, but either way, he heals his mother-in-law. And so um, with this, too, I think that this is really interesting. When they were astonished, uh, sorry, they were astonished at his teaching. So when you see the word astonished, what do you think about? Uh, if you can, in the comment section, put like what you think the definition of astonished is. Because um, I don't know that I would have defined it correctly if I would not have looked it up. Um, they were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. Uh, I do think that this is really important. So while you're writing out your astonished definition, I'm going to talk to you about the, the second half of this verse a little bit, where his message had authority. I think that there are so many times that there are people, there are Christians, there are believers, that they, they hesitate to share about Jesus. They hesitate to share the gospel. They hesitate to, to share... Uh, their own account, why they choose to believe the Bible, why they choose to follow Jesus, because they are relying more on themselves, on their intellect, they're relying on their abilities. And I, I have some good news for you today. I have some good news because you can jack absolutely everything up. This message we have about Christ, this message we have about the redemption of Israel and the redemption of humanity at large is a good message. And the message has authority. It's the content. As long as you share the content and you do your best and the Holy Spirit, believe it or not, is going to speak through you. And he's going to use the message because the message has authority. Now, let's jump back. Astonished. Uh, the word astonished, according to Oxford languages, and we all know that England came up with these words. And so they would not define them incorrectly. Uh, it's, it means greatly surprised or impressed or amazed. So when I look at this and it says that they were astonished at his teaching because his message 
had authority. At this particular point, they're not like freaking out because, what? Jesus just healed that guy? They're not, oh, he just cast a demon out of that guy over there. They're not doing that. At this particular point, Jesus is on, it's on a Sabbath. Uh, people are, are spending their day of rest with the Lord at the Sabbath and uh, on the Sabbath. And, and, and in this, Jesus is teaching them and they're impressed, not with the miraculous signs that he's doing or going to do, but they're impressed, they will be, but they're impressed with the message because of its authority. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. Uh, let's keep going. So these are people, they are impressed because he's teaching, uh, his, his message has authority. In the synagogue, there was a man with an unclean demonic spirit. Let me, let me just clear this up for you, for some of you who want to argue over silly things. There aren't any clean demonic spirits. Um, but it says unclean demonic spirit. Uh, I just wanted you to, to be aware. Everything that's demonic is unclean. Uh, who cried out with a loud voice. Leave us alone! What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God! Now, a couple of things. Uh, just so you know, Demons know exactly who Jesus is. Uh, they don't need to be taught. They, they are fully aware. They were there. Uh, Jesus was there right when they got kicked out of heaven. Uh, there's a passage where Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning, uh, when God, uh, removed the rebellious out of heaven. Those were the demons. Uh, and Jesus was a part of that. He, he's well aware. And, but with that being said, like the demons are, are well aware, uh, of, of who Jesus is. And not only that, they're, they have an interesting theology. So for those of you who do not believe in hell or believe in the lake of fire, um, just so you know, the demons do. They know judgment day is coming. And not only that, they know it's Jesus that's going to bring the judgment. They know that. Uh, and so here we, we see that they're saying, have you come to destroy us? They know that their time is limited. Uh, in fact, there are several demonic accounts in scripture where the demons, before Jesus says anything at all, the demons are throwing themselves at Jesus and they are calling out, are you here to destroy us? We, we see in... Uh, the accounts where, uh, Jesus is in the, the garrisons, right? And the, the, the two guys come out and they had been like cutting themselves and breaking chains and all that stuff. We see the same thing coming out of their mouths. Are you here to destroy us? They know that there is a time when they will come to an end, so to speak, where they will be thrown into the lake of fire, where they will be destroyed for all eternity. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him. Now, for those of you who are into fun definitions and you like to play my game, would without looking it up, what does the word rebuke mean for you? Uh, and I'm going to keep 
talking around it. So you're typing in what the word rebuke means, and I'm going to keep going. Be silent and come out of him. And throwing him down before them, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. Jesus here, uh, his phrase, be silent and come out of him, is exclaimed. There's an exclamation mark. Now, I, I do think it's interesting. Not not every time that Jesus rebukes does he exclaim. Does that make sense? Uh, there's, there is a belief that if you're going to cast out a demon, every time you do it, you have to shout at the top of your lungs. Uh, and that isn't necessary. Um, now, can you do that? Absolutely. Uh, but is it part of what is required? No. Uh, what is required is that he cast him out. As believers, each and every one of us have permission from Jesus to cast out demons. And it is our job. Uh, it's something that we are probably going to start seeing a whole lot more of here because uh, we see that the man of lawlessness uh, or maybe not the man of lawlessness, but the lawlessness itself has been uh, unrestrained from our government. And so because of that, you're going to start seeing a lot more of this kind of stuff happening uh, where you're going to have opportunities to cast out demons. And my best advice for you is this. Don't sit there and argue with yourself about whether or not you should. You should. Uh, just do it. Now, with what happens... After you, you rebuke it, you have no control over that. But your job is to, in Jesus' name, cast that demon out. And throwing him down before them, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. I think that that is absolutely amazing. Uh, without hurting him at all. The demon, like, throws him down to the ground. And he came out without hurting him at all. Now, the word rebuke means to sharply disapprove or uh, be critical of someone because of their behavior or actions. Uh, this is also according to Oxford languages. And so with that being said, Jesus is disapproving of their behavior and their actions, and he is rebuking them. I, I think that something the church is in, in need of uh, especially in our church, in all churches, but like at large, the body of Christ, we need to get better at rebuking that which needs to be rebuked and to stop rebuking the things that don't. Um, as a pastor, maybe you don't ever get these kinds of complaints, but uh, one of, in the church at large, one of the biggest complaints that churches have is that things are too loud. Now, if it's hurting your ears, I understand that that is bothersome but what would like harm you from just bringing your own headphones or your own earmuffs or or something so that you can put them in your ears why does it have to be that every single week people have to come and complain about the music being too loud or the speaker shouting too much or uh it not being loud enough uh or the the guitar solo wasn't just right uh, we want to complain about how the pastor didn't teach what I wanted to hear. Uh, we, we have all kinds of crazy things that keep coming up. And those are things that the, the criticism, the disapproval, the rebuking, uh, 
in those cases, you, it is unfounded and unnecessary. Now, we understand people have opinions and, you know, we want to do our best to help everybody to have uh, a divine experience, uh, to have uh, a time with the Lord that is meaningful and impactful where we can fellowship both together and with the Lord. That's important. But let me tell you this, that uh, we would get a whole lot farther if we stopped trying to rebuke the little things that don't matter at all, that you're not going to find anything in here that tells you what decibel to have the sound system at. You're not going to find it. Uh, everybody's going to just do their best. They're going to try to be respectful, but they can't please everyone. And they're not supposed to. They're just supposed to please the Lord. And so with that, we need to get to a place to where we're re rebuking the enemy. Uh, when the enemy comes to us and he says, hey, did you, uh, uh, oh, did, did you see that girl over there? Oh, did you see that guy over there? Oh, baby. Uh, you should think lustful thoughts or, oh, like, I bet you he's a better communicator than your husband or spouse or, oh, oh, the devil comes and he says, oh, your spouse did not do what you wanted. Uh, you should get divorced. Uh, that kind of stuff. And instead of rebuking the devil and saying, shut up, get out of here, Satan. Uh, not today, Satan. Whatever you need to, whatever you need to say. Instead of doing that, what do we do? We entertain it. And we're like, oh, you're right. She was, she was pretty attractive. Oh, he, he had nice abs. Uh, oh, um, you're right. She, she didn't meet my needs the way I wanted them met. I don't feel loved right now. And therefore, I, you're right. Um, I think if, if this keeps going on, for sure, we, we should entertain the thought of divorce. Hey, um, you broke something at work and you should just lie about it. Make up a story. That way you look better. You look more innocent. Uh, you probably shouldn't tell the truth. Those are the times that we need to be rebuking. Let's keep going. Amazement came over them all. And they were saying one to another, what is this message? For he commands the unclean spirits with authority and power and they come out. And news about him began to go out every place in the vicinity. We see here that the supernatural life comes with a message and the message has authority and power and because of that, you have authority and power. And that when we cast out demons, when we rebuke the demonic, when we rebuke Satan, in Jesus' name, he has to go. Uh, now, we, there is a passage that talks about why can't we cast out the demon? And Jesus says, uh, depending on the version and the translation, uh, either because uh, of, uh, you need to pray more, um, this can only come out with prayer or prayer and fasting, depending on which one you have. So with that being said, obviously that's why the prayer life is so important. That's also why it's important uh, to fast. Uh, we've talked about this previously, about how we there is an expectation when we were talking through the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, uh, we were talking about how Jesus fully expected his disciples to fast. With that being said, the people were amazed because the demons were listening to Jesus. Uh, 
whenever you feel powerless and you see the people that are oppressing you afraid and obedient to someone that they're afraid of, uh, that gives you confidence in the person that they're afraid of. And so with this being said, uh, these demons have been wreaking havoc on these, on these people and they see Jesus showing up with a message and they see the, de the demons obeying him. And so because of that, they are amazed. Which is another way, right? We, we, another word, uh, astonished is a synonym. With that being said, we're going to close out today. And I want to close with this challenge. Uh, number one, when you see this, does it challenge you to want to have the faith to say, you know what, the power is in the message, the power is in Jesus, the power is in the Holy Spirit. I have that same power because I have the, that same thing. I have Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit, I have the message. Uh, and it is a good message and I can proclaim it and I can go forward and rebuke the demonic. I can rebuke the the lies that are attacking me. I can I can rebuke uh, the demons in other people's lives. Why? Because I have the power, the authority, and the message through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. And so uh, today, let's just take a moment and let's come before the Lord and let's pray. Jesus, we, we come before you and we humble ourselves and we just say, uh, Lord, many times throughout your word, you tell us that, that we're supposed to be like you. And Lord, help us to want to live this supernatural lifestyle where we rely not on our own strength, not on our own wisdom, not our own knowledge, but Lord, that we, we fully rely 100% that we have our faith in you and our faith in this message. Uh, Lord, that, that we can go forward and we can rebuke the enemy and that we can trust and know he will listen because of the name in which we are using to rebuke. Lord, I pray for those who, who hear this and, and they're nervous because they've never done anything like this before. Uh, but Lord, when the time comes, Lord, I pray that you would stir inside of them what needs to happen. Lord, I, I pray that they would be equipped through this video to rebuke the demons. Well, not just rebuke the demons, Lord, but that they would also have the confidence to proclaim the message, the goodness of Jesus, the, the redemption of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this concludes today's video. Blessings on your life. If you haven't uh, done so already, please click the subscribe button, click the little bell, and you'll be notified whenever a new video comes out. Also, if you're interested, we do have some other resources available for you. Uh, we have uh, the Redeeming Life Daily Devotion channel on uh, podcast form. So if you would like to listen instead of watch, uh, because my voice is far more appealing than my face. I don't know. Uh, you're welcome to check that out on anywhere, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. It's anywhere uh, that podcasts can be found. Check that out. Also, we have the Fire Within podcast where we do uh, interviews, equippings on sharing the gospel. Uh, you'll find that helpful. There's also a book called Fire Within that I wrote that's available on Amazon. Or you could just go to uh, notyouraveragedevotional.com and you can find everything you need to there. But 
Also, I have a new book out called A Letter to the Fatherless. And by that, I mean it's sort of out. Uh, if you go to Amazon and check out A Letter to the Fatherless by Jesse Eisenhower, uh, the first chapter is available. And you can read that and leave a comment, uh, leave um, a review so that we can, as we release each chapter, uh, another chapter each month, uh, you will be able to um, keep up with that. And so if you follow that book on Kindle, Kindle Vela, Amazon, however you want to check it out, um, e each time a new chapter comes out, you'll get a notification. So thank you so much for joining us today. Blessings. Uh, peace out, Girl Scout.